What's up, bitches? Girl Speaks Truth here with another episode. I'm Gemma Stone, your hostess with the mostest. And today, the episode is about hooking up versus fucking up. My best words of advice to you guys, as you know I always try to give, is to remember the following. The way it begins is the way it's going to end, okay? You let a guy get away with murder from day one, and it sets the tone for the remainder of your relationship, if they're even it even lasts long enough to become one. The key to the proper type of flirting is to be alluring, but uncommunicative at the same time. Yes, that may sound like a um, oxymoron, which it kind of is, but that's just one of the complexities of starting to date someone you don't want to be you don't want to sound like a bitch because you're not answering him but you don't need to be all chatty Kathy where you guys talk all day and he never feels the need to actually really get to know you or he never has to ask you a question because you're always offering up answers before he even asks the question you're a cool bitch and you have shit to do that you got to do on your own and you don't have time to run a pro bono texting clinic for this dude for the majority of every day. If some dude wants your full attention, he needs to gather his balls together and ask you out on a real date for dinner and drinks after, you know, the initial exchange of numbers and him meeting you out wherever you were initially. So the question remains, how do you take a flirtation to a blossoming first date. The majority of the next couple of episodes will go into more details about this, but let's start it out easy. Flirting in person. Um, Okay, so typically, as I talked about earlier, this is the guy's job, last episode, I think, to come up to you first, unless you just totally don't give a shit about potentially embarrassing yourself or him being ugly as fuck once you get up close and personal. Typically, this kind of act of boldness should be reserved for vacations or if you happen to run into a celebrity randomly. The obvious key is to always get the dude to come to you. There's a few tactics that you should have down before you go out to meet a guy in terms of using your flirtation techniques to their full advantages. So let's discuss. Number one, eye contact. This concept is key. Most guys aren't going to come up to you without you showing some kind of interest prior. If done right by the right girl, a good five second eye fuck is all it takes to get a guy over, or a great three seconds. So basically you do the opposite of what homegirl just did, okay? If you stare a guy down for 10 seconds without a response, he's either Stevie Wonder blind or he's not into you. If you feel like he really just is oblivious, you could always choose to go for the classic accidental bump. However, be cautious. This never turns out like in the movies. You either do it so softly in real life that he doesn't feel it, leaving you in an awkward limbo between do I do it again or do I run away? And he turns around right as you're mumbling this to yourself and doing some awkward form of the Cupid shuffle dance. Or option two, you do it too hard. He loses his balance and is forced because of this to yell something along the lines of, what are you going, Hagrid? After your fleeting form. Just keep making your way to the exit. You've flown this one, honey. Sorry. The other 
thing we need to talk about is smiling. Yes, most girls have mastered the art of the RBF, but try to take this mask off and leave it at the door of any bar you're going into to look for dudes. Girls who smile, and I've learned this because I'm not always, wasn't always one of them, are viewed as more approachable and sweet by guys, and this is a good thing. You're also in, um, you're going to encounter the opposite kind of guy who finds your RBF mysteriously engaging and will sidle up to you with some form of a pickup line along the lines of, why so that beautiful? Or, you're too pretty to have a frown like that. Fuck these guys. They are either corny as fucking basic or they are mistaking your RBF face for self-esteem issues over which they can use to their advantage and get you into their bed night one. Just to sum up this entire point on the topic of smiling, the more unattractive you are, the more you should utilize this weapon slash technique. A reminder though, there are two different types of smilers in this world. There are the Sophia Vergara's and the Avril Lavigne's. Sophia will smile and the whole room lightens up until she opens her mouth, of course. Okay, Peter, hello, how you doing, Peter? <laughs> something like that and that's what her voice sounds like um avril smiles however and things could go one of two ways one if it's not a forced smile it makes her look prettier two if she's forcing it and it's fake it only accentuates her beady rat eyes and incisor rodent-like teeth you need to know which type you are personally of a smiler if you're more of an avril here's some advice Generally, start laughing at whatever your girlfriend is saying that's funny that you came here with. And then as the laugh is dying down, then make eye contact with your prospect. When the laugh smile is fading completely, look away, girl. Look away. Then there's the three friends or less rule. If you're going out and with a pack of your hyena-like girlfriends... I'm gonna plan on standing in the corner of the bar and all laughing together. No guy is going to feel comfortable approaching your group. Why would he risk embarrassing himself in front of that for a girl he doesn't know and you could be ugly up close? Guys don't have the confidence for this and if they do or appear to, they're usually a huge prick. If you're going out to meet guys, bring no more than two, ideally one bestie along slash wing bitch. Now, you may be wondering what the fuck makes an ideal wing bitch. An ideal WB really wants you to find a guy you like and is actually rooting for you. She's on your side. She will quietly tell you to shut the fuck up when you're acting too bitchy or flirting too bitchily, or when you need to chill on the drink orders because you're starting to turn wonky-eyed. She will also subtly boost you up to whatever guy you're talking to without coming across as your lesbo partner. A bad wing bitch has it out for you and will try to sabotage all your efforts, even if she appears to be trying to help. She's jealous of everyone and wants no one to find happiness before herself. Or she wants you single because she needs a single bestie. Or she just needs attention constantly from men and can't help herself. Any one of the the above issues makes her a horrible choice for a wing bitch. So let's go ahead and move forward and say on our main timeline of flirt to date that we're talking about you and this potential guy are finally alone in a corner talking seemingly heading it off he's managed to get this far in the game so have you um just during this time keep your convo casual and talk about easy topics like why you're here at the bar don't say because it's the only place you could afford or ask where you went to school 
try to hide your cringe if he says anything community. And talk about how cute your manny is. Oppie! Guys like when girls are positive, so keep this in mind before you start whining about how lame this bar is or whatever. Also, for the retards out there thinking this is ever okay if you're interested in this person, don't talk or flirt with other guys, especially at this point. If he sucks, say your hubby is calling and jet. If you have to order your own vodka tonic, I would use the same tactic and get the fuck out there. Homeboy sucks. Your ideal move at this point is to talk for half an hour max, and then even if you want to talk longer, make yourself leave. Casually say you're meeting up with friends at another bar and don't invite him. Make him know from day one that your attention has other places besides on him to be. Try to avoid the drunken makeout within this 30 minutes. And never, I repeat, never go home with him at this point. Overall, this first meeting should leave him interested, curious about you, and baffled as why you suddenly had to leave like Cinderella. If he wants to see you again before you go, he will find the balls to ask for your number. If he doesn't ask, he either doesn't have balls, he's a uni, time to move along, or he's not into you. Sorry, just he ain't that into you. Okay, so now that he has your number, this is the crucial point of the game for you and your texting skills. We'll talk more about this coming up. He's not going to be hand delivering flowers like it's 1780 or crawling up your balcony like Romeo back in the prehistoric times or whatever. He's gonna be hitting you up via text. So get your fingers ready, girlfriend. Time to let the hunger games begin and whack some dicks off with your fingers, proverbially. Which leads me to my stopping point for today's episode. I'm going to play coy and leave you guys hanging. Um, But I will leave you some inspo on how plain coy can benefit you at any stage of your relationship. I remember at a Christmas party a few years back, my coworker was there with this cute guy. However, I didn't even realize she was there with him at first because they were both wandering and talking and doing their own thing most of the night. She finally introduces him as like, this is Jake or whoever, I don't remember his name, but and then when we were all were talking, I realized that they had been together for a while and were a, seemed to be a great couple. Another coworker was there with a guy, and they literally were stuck together like fucking conjoined retarded twins the entire night. Immediately, she introduced him as her boyfriend Steve, or blah, boyfriend whoever, and started saying we so much, I thought the bitch was French. Moral of the story, the first couple is now married, and the second broke up like a month after the party. Play it cool and you win in the long run. Later, bitches.